The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. So we've been talking a lot recently about codeine and codeine addiction, salpidine addiction, whatever you're having yourself. Whether you take it for a headache, period pain, sleep, back pain, the simple fact is out there, more and more people are becoming addicted to things like salpidine and Nurofen Plus, which are available over the counter in this country. Now, you, you will be quizzed and you will be questioned most of the time about why you want salpidine or why you want Nurofen Plus, but we still have uh, it's, we still have some of the most liberal over-the-counter rules with regard to codeine products in the whole of the EU. Um, Deputy Colin Bork has been looking into this. Colin, you got a figure of one million prescriptions issued for codeine. That's aside from over-the-counter stuff. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, DJ. Um, <clears throat> in fact, the, the number of prescriptions issued, in fact, was 1,110,000 um, in one year, which is a, a 17% increase since 2018. And that's a huge increase in real terms. And we need to be, I suppose, a lot of us can easily go on medication and, uh, you know, you can get totally um, reliant on it. And that's the 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 challenge that we now have and there is a review uh, being undertaken by the Health Products Regulatory Authority about whether or not coding then over the counter should it be by prescription only or should we leave the current situation as is. Now remember this is the figures I have is in relation to prescriptions so that's the record we have we have no um, record of what's sold in real terms sure. over the counter or where people buy um, the medication privately. Mm. So if I get a prescription from my doctor and I um, get that prescription in the chemist, I get a piece of paper with all the details on it. So that's one scheme. Then the drug payment scheme and the long-term illness. So over those three schemes, that's where you got this data from. So you, you've no idea that's how where much we got. is someone just walking up to the counter and asking for a box of salpidine. You, you've no way of checking that. No, we've we've no. Well, we have as was in the sense of sales of pharmaceutical companies, but that's uh, that's another uh, lot of work. But in fairness to the HSC, they gave me very detailed figures, um, and it was a, a a series of questions that we put down that got all of this information together. And I think it's important that we do have a debate and discussion about this, about the best way forward. I mean, medication is about recovery. It's not about becoming dependent, and mm. that's where the challenge now is. And mm. I think it's, you know, the national drug strategy, about it's about reducing harm, supporting recovery. You also did and some research and got some figures into people, <clears throat> drug overdose deaths. Are we talking overdoses yeah. here from things like salpidine? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I would when I checked the figures in the states, uh, in you know, and the figures I got in the states is absolutely frightening. You know, we're talking about, you know, legalizing drugs, etc. Here, but in overall terms, in the states last in two thousand and twenty-one, now that's the most recent figures I have. There were one hundred and six thousand deaths from drug overdose. But the issue, the interesting one was about um, there was sixteen thousand uh, deaths from. Um, involving prescription opiates or other opiate involvement. That was 16,000 in 2021 alone. And that's overdose now, not not from the, the regular use, but it just goes to show the scale 
that's mm. there and the reason why we need to be so careful about how we manage um, prescribing of drugs but also as regards the care of people who are on and who need a medication and you know I know a lot of people who are on who are in pain for various um, medical issues will say they can't survive without it and I fully understand that but it's about trying to get solutions at an earlier time and that's mm. the challenge that we have in the health service. In terms of the buying of the stuff I, I made the, the point there before I brought you on that we would have <coughs> I'm, I'm talking about just scanning various countries and their policies. We would seem to have one of the most liberal over-the-counter regimes in, in the EU going from the extremes of, I believe in Greece, you can only get codeine in hospital. Not even your GP can give it to you. I think you can only get it in hospital. You can't, it's banned for sale to the public. Spain, you can't get any codeine over-the-counter. France, you can but they'll ask you an awful lot of questions. We would seem to have a very liberal regime, even though you'd get questioned. Is it time to look at prescription only, do you think? Well, well, I, said, I think it is, and that's why the health products regulatory authority are currently carrying out a review and they're to report back to the Department of Health. And remember back in 2012, the European Union carried out its own analysis in respect of prescribing coding for under-12s. And in fact, it was totally phased out because it was found to be not of, um, you know, it to be harmful in real terms. So coding for under-12s has now been, um, you know, not, not, uh, not happening now. And I think that that's extremely important as well. But even at that stage, you know, and that's gone back over 10 years ago now, we did a review at that stage for under 12s. Now the Health Products Regulatory Authority is looking for it in respect of all age groups. And I think it's extremely important that they would report at an early date, mm. that would report into the department felt and that action would be taken on the basis of the analysis that they carry out. But we mm. certainly seem to think that from these figures that I've now received from the HSE, that there is a concern and that we need to take action on it. Yeah. I was talking to a pharmacist a couple of weeks ago, Laura Dowling, about this exact point, And she said, if you were to make it prescription only in the current regime, you might make matters even worse. Well, you know, I, I suppose there there are checks and balances, but I, I think, you know, and for instance, I came across and give you an example of, you know, where trust prescription only, where I had a person who was on so much medication when they ended up inside an hospital and they were on various types of medication for over 15 years. The medical consultant inside the hospital decided to take them off all medication that were on. And in fact, they went into withdrawal symptoms while they were in hospital and the hospital had to start from scratch. So prescription only is not the solution either. It's about getting information out there. It's about we all understanding what are the advantages and what are the disadvantages about being on any kind of medication and how we need to, I suppose, reduce down rather than increase where we can at all. And I think that's extremely important. And it's just, remember as well, if someone, for instance, you know, um, in relation to medication, we know, we also need to be so uh, aware of, um, especially for younger people as well, uh, and that was proved by the analysis done by the European Union back 10 years ago, um, that, you know, some products are not suitable for young people. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mm. Do you think these things are brought about, these changes or these modifications in behaviour? Are they brought about, do you think, through better awareness or through tougher rules? I think it's better awareness. I think, you know, we, we can apply the rules, but but it's also about better awareness. And I think, you know, you take, say, for instance, the whole issue in relation to smoking, it was about better awareness. OK, there were changes in rules, which did help as well, but it was about better awareness. And it's interesting now how we moved towards e-cigarettes, where now in Australia, I think this morning, they're banning those. Um, well, so, you, you, you anticipated you know, my next question there. I was going to throw that on to you before I left you go with regard to Australia and e-cigarettes because that's another discussion that we've had here from time to time that the jury is out, very much out, on the safety of these things. And Yeah, well, I think the information, the research now shows that, in fact, anyone who smokes e-cigarettes is more likely... Um, going to get hooked on, on nicotine, there's no question who's, I will end up smoking at some stage, not on a regular basis, but on uh, more often than a person who never uses e-cigarettes, and I don't think e-cigarettes are the solution. Other people would argue uh, uh, with me on that, but I think mm. the evidence is now coming through bit by bit that e-cigarettes are not, um, uh, you know, a, a whole lot different from cigarettes themselves. And I think that's the issue that we need to look mm. at. Lastly and briefly, I guess it's probably a yes or no answer, but I don't know whether you can do it. Do you believe, Colin Bork, after the research you've done here, do you believe it's time to make sulfidine prescription only? And I use that as just one brand. Well, I, I, you know, this is a matter for, I'm not an expert in this area. But you've done research, Colm, you have an opinion. I've done research, I think... And you're a, med- you're, you're, a, you're a health spokesperson for your party, so you yeah, surely have an opinion. I, I prefer to... I, I think basically I would prefer to see what the Health Products Regulatory Authority come back with and see what guidelines they want to put, it, put in place, whether it's the guidelines are for the pharmacists, whether they're for the GPs. Mm. But you, 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 must have a, you must have a personal feeling on it. Uh, no, I, I think I think I'd prefer to see the experts given up on this. The, the the information that I've produced clearly shows that there is a huge dependence on opiate um, medication and that we need to work towards how can we reduce it, how we can how can we be, help the people who you know who have various medical conditions as regards reducing the amount of medication that they require, mm. but at the same time making sure that they get the quality of care that they that they that they need. But it, would it not 
would it would it would it hurt so much to say, Colm, on the basis of your research, where you think we need to go as a personal opinion? As a personal opinion, I believe that in fairness, pharmacists, um, we can use a lot better um, in the role of dispensing and in management of um, drugs. And I think it's important that we give recognition to the work that they are doing. Uh, you know, it's an easy matter, and then this is not a criticism. GPs are under a lot of pressure as well. Um, and I think it's important about working with both groups in order to getting the best plan forward for people. Okay. I think there are certain drugs that we may need to decide that, yes, it's prescription only. There are certain drugs that we may need to put a, a more reliance on the pharmacist to make a judgment on that matter. All right. Leave it there. Thank you, Deputy Cullen Burke. Uh, 0818 A million prescriptions issued for codeine products last year through the various drug schemes. That's how they got that data. God knows how much of it bought over the counter. Um, it is difficult to get a box of salpidine in a pharmacy. Uh, if you go into it now today, any pharmacy and say, look, can I get a box of salpidine? They'll ask you, and they have to ask you, half a dozen questions. Uh, why you think that's the only thing that will work for you? And then when they eventually decide to give it to you, they must tell you, look, please don't take that for more than a couple of days because it can be highly addictive. I think for most adults going to the counter of a chemist, that should be enough. It really should be enough. 0818 96 96 96. Your views, welcome. I don't like the idea where everything goes prescription only because all that happens is looking after your health becomes more expensive. Doesn't it? Because if you need to go to the doctor, you've got to pay... 50 or 60 quid to the doctor if you're on issue on a medical card you've got to pay 50 or 60 quid to the doctor then you've got to go down to the pharmacist and you've got to order the prescription and blah 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 and before you know it a couple of tablets for in my case a few tablets for my bad back to or my neck the, the couple of tablets I need to get me through until I can get to see my chiropractor who'll sort me out when the damn thing flares up would involve a trip to the GP um, and a prescription. So I'd probably be end up paying about maybe 70 or 80 quid for a couple of tablets rather than the 12.99 or something that I pay now. Corks 96 FM.